If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, June 7th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for our new office. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am also grateful for our new office. We got official keys to an office. And I say keys because that means we have a door. (laughs) We have an office with a door that's not in our house. And we're both so excited. I think for different reasons, like we had been in a shared workspace before where we just kind of like sat in the, like all of the shared spaces. I I actually have gotten a couple of questions over, over the past year on Instagram. Um, So I want to explain how a shared workspace works because people aren't, if you've never been in one, you might not be familiar with it. Yes. But imagine, if you will, a coffee shop, a restaurant type environment, a setup, right? Everyone that I've been in has some sort of coffee bar type space, right? And booths and tables kind of in the front where you can just come in, you pay a a fee every month, a membership fee, and you come in and you, and you sit at an available table and you can sit there all day. You don't have to, because you're paying a membership fee. You don't have to pay for coffee. You, there's no other, everybody there is working. So everybody's got their head down and and they have stuff like printers and paper and pens, you know, typical office supplies. Then usually off to the side or in the back, they have private offices that you can rent that are, you know, a hundred square feet, you know, small. And the idea is that it's for either small business owners or people who work at big companies, but maybe have like an at home, like they work from home and want something to change it up. Like Jeff. Um, and it's a lot cheaper than if you were just going to go find an office space. And so you're not the uh, one person that I thought was funny because if you've never been exposed to this, I can understand where this confusion came from. Thought that it was a shared office with other people. So we would have to like call people in the morning and go, Hey, is anybody in there? It's not, it's a, it's a community space Mm -hmm. that you pay a smaller amount every month to use. Well, we've upgraded. We've upgraded and they have like amenities and stuff like that. And so we switched companies and um, we're actually working now out of the concourse building in Atlanta, which is a big, I mean, it's been around forever. Like the, it's king, the king and queen, the king and queen building. Um, it's an Atlanta like staple. So that's really cool. And I realized when we were walking in there, so it is an office park. And I think what's happening, cause I feel like what was it like in the late seventies, maybe like eighties and nineties for sure office parks were the thing and every company wanted to be in an office park. So I think contractors built and companies like investors built these huge buildings and then rented every floor out to a big company. And they have all these like, you know, there's like ponds and there's little cafes and all of these things. Walking trails, outdoor Walking spaces. trails at the star office that Jeff used to work at. There was a helipad. Right. A non-usable, like it had not worked in a year. It wasn't a code or anything, but there was a helipad. Well, it was a flat surface with an H painted on it. So if you wanted to land there, I think you could have. Probably. Uh, But they have all these. And I think that was attractive in the nineties of like, oh yeah, you know, this office park has this and this office park has that. And now I feel like as companies are, you know, kind of getting into a different viewpoint of where they're spending their money, 
not as many people are in office parks anymore. So there's companies like WeWork and Industrious and um, Spaces and uh, Rome and that are taking floors of those office parks. And I realized that I have this like 90s fantasy when when I was a kid of going to work in an office park. Really? Yeah. So, so that, I'm kind so of living my best 90s life right so now. So it's come true. It has come true. You have an access card. You have an elevator key. I do. You have there's, all the things. You have a swipe card to get into the parking deck. There's security. There's yes. a front desk security person. I, I mean, ha- it I is have, legit. This makes sense now because I have noticed you've been oddly cheerful to the security I don't know if you remember when we went in last week to sign the paperwork, right? Uh, You were like, good morning. How's your Friday going? All small talky, you know? Yeah, I'm normally nice. You were just a little above typically nice. Like The good morning is normal, but how's your Friday? Okay, have a great one. And now it makes sense. So I'm excited to explore all these like amenities that the office park has. I saw that there's some sort of like a cafe. So I got to figure out what that is. I did see there's a shuttle. Where does it go? I don't know. What's the shuttle for? Does it go to the mall? Does it go? We don't need it. The office is one mile from our house. I know, but I saw a shuttle pulling in. So I'm like, where does the shuttle take people? Does it take you to a Mexican restaurant for lunch down the street? Like, what is the shuttle? I, um, this is so silly, but I am excited about, they have food truck Thursdays where they, for lunch, they bring in one or two food trucks, right? Mm -hmm. I think that'll be cool to see fellow office workers <laughs> down there. Um, it does mean we're actually going to have to like put clothes on though. The building. I'm actually excited about that. Are you? Okay. Yes. The building uh, has cookie Fridays. So I think. Every you, Monday you can register to win Atlanta Braves tickets. You can. They have a raffle every Monday. I just, <laughs> it's so nerdy and silly. And I know there's people listening who right now are driving into their offices, you know, mad because, you know, the copier is going to be jammed or somebody's going to have taken your three-hole punch off your desk and you're just angry about it. and Or your coworkers never shut up. I get it. I've been in those offices before, but absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I am fond of this experience right now. Yeah. Uh, the only thing, so we got to, we picked out our office and it's, it's, really cool. There's a lot of natural light, which I love. And it's kind of oddly set up. It's like a triangle office space, which I think a lot of people would say isn't, you know, because the, the corners, what you could argue are just wasted space. Right. But we don't need, it's just the two of us. So, um, it's actually a very cool thing. Now, Jeff said to me when we were in there, like, Hey, is this going to be a noisy office? Do you think? Cause it, backs up to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be able to hear that. We were in the office for like 10 minutes talking to the guy. We didn't hear it once. Our desks are against the wall to the bathroom. And we were hearing flushing all day yesterday. And we were just laughing. Like it wasn't. um, You wouldn't know that it was flushing if you didn't know what was around that corner and have connected those dots. Mm -hmm. But when you're looking at a place to rent for the next year, right? Then you, those are the things you think of. So somebody coming to sit in our office for a half hour would, would just think, it sounds like a cabinet door. Oh, it's a more of a clunk than a, yeah. than a flush, but it's just, it's, it, it, it was just 
funny. So every time it, it happened, Jeff and I would look at each other and start laughing. So I think that's, you know. I always work it, with with headphones on anyways. So I'm not really that. Yeah, you do. And if uh, we and, and they have little conference rooms and stuff. So if we have a meeting, we won't be in there. Yeah. But we can make games out of it. You know, whoever's, who's going to run and get lunch. And we each guess how many flushes we'll hear in the next 15 minutes, <laughs> you know, and whoever's the closest, you know, wins and can send the other person stuff like that. Yeah. But it's a really cool space. We get to go into an office and, you know, so that starts today. Like today, we our first day leaving our house, going to an office. We left our stuff in there overnight, which is like, whoa, big deal. Right. So it's a good week in Dollarland. I, I that, on a professional front, it's a good week. I'm having a bad week when it comes to a little something that I call story time idol. Ellie now asks me for bedtime stories, which I very much enjoy. She asks you to make up bedtime yeah, stories, bedtime not stories. read her one. Not, not read her a book. She asks me to make up stories. And I ask her about the cast, the who's going to be in it. I ask her who she wants in the story and what she wants it to be about. And it's always... The, the cast of characters sometimes includes kids she goes to school with. So sometimes it's Henry, Jack, and Abigail, right? Uh, sometimes it's Mama, Dada, and Daisy, Duck, from mm -hmm. Mickey Mouse. Uh, and then the stories are always, I say, okay, what do you want the story to be about? And she'll say, a peanut butter sandwich and Target. And I, I appreciate that challenge. Yeah. To come up with a story that's engaging and, you know, brief, but not too brief, that keeps her interested. The problem is, if I lose her interest, she just gets up in the middle of the story and goes and gets a book. Because she likes <laughs> You're the You're fired. She likes to lie on the floor, so she'll get two pillows off her chair, two little like, throw pillows, put them on the floor, tell me which one I'm going to sit on which or lie on, which one she's going to lie on. And then we lie there, and... Tell the story. So she's not in her crib. She can walk away at any time. Mm -hmm. And she does. So twice this week, in the middle of the story. Do you try to course correct and like go with a new no, storyline or you, you just keep going? Or she's it's, done? It's the equivalent of getting an ex from a judge on America's Got Talent. Yeah. Like, eh, and that's it. I've <laughs> lost, I've lost Simon. Right? So, and I don't even have... You know, maybe she'll still, I don't know, what's the age difference going to be if if uh, we have another baby in February? It'll be like three and a half. It'll be three and a half years. Yes, Ellie will be out of story time. So there's no chance that I could. Ellie's like me out of story time. By the time baby number two is three, Ellie's going to be like six. She's going to be driving, dating. She's not going to care. <laughs> She's going to have sorority stuff to do. Mm -hmm. She's not going to. One of the things that we were working on last week, I was going to say last night, not last night, last week, when we were taking off a week of the show is revamping the upside because we started the upside um, four years ago. Is it four years ago now? Uh-huh. So we started it four years ago and now That's we- crazy. I know, it's nuts. Um, now we are- uh, doing podcasts all the time. We've, we've launched 14 podcasts and we have a system for things and a flow. And, um, we sit down and have like really long meetings with our hosts and brainstorming. We walk them through this whole setup that we now do. We've never done that for ourselves because we didn't have that structure when we first started the show. So we started doing last week 
activities and is that the right word? Activities? Well, we went through the process of if we were, if we were us and we came to ourselves and said, we would like to start a podcast. We had a conversation with ourselves about what that would look like. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So we, we started going through the process and, and, and the reason it's important, this is a, like, this is behind the scenes uh, s- stuff. So hopefully you find it, it interesting, but the reason it's important is because when you're developing a podcast, especially a non-scripted narrative podcast, like the one that we do, in order for it to be engaging and authentic and compelling, there's got to be a hook of some sort that sets it apart from other people. So when we started the show, we were in a very different place and our hook was so obvious and so clear. I had just been fired from my job. We were trying to get pregnant with, with our first kid and we were throwing this podcast idea out there just to see if there was any strength to it. And it took off. So then we just kept doing it and kept doing it. And then COVID happened. Then COVID wasn't a thing anymore. And, and, and we, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm already saying talking too long about it because I think it's boring. The point is, if we were starting the podcast today, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. We have a successful business. We have helped multiple people start podcasts. Dozens. Dozens of people start podcasts. We are making a living doing this. We have an office with a door and a a flushing (laughs) toilet one wall away. All of those things are, are different. And so... The story has changed and we've never addressed that. So we started that process last week and the number one thing to come of it is when we started the upside, it was my story. Mm-hmm. I was giving up a 25 year career in radio and gambling on podcasting being outstanding, right? Mm-hmm. And being able to make a living from podcasting. That story has run its course. I'm done with radio, never going back to it, and have found a way to make a living doing podcasting. The new story is Callie quitting her job and leaving the typical nine-to-five career that she's had her entire life to make the same exact gamble. And I think we have to talk more about that. While we're trying to expand our family because we life doesn't stop. And this is a horrible time for us to be doing this, but life truly doesn't stop. The wheels have to keep turning in life. And um, even though now isn't an ideal time, obviously we took the leap. We dove in head first and we're going to be talking a lot more about my story as someone who is kind of, you know, I've been involved in the, in the podcast for four years. I've been involved in our business as much as I could for the past two years, but now I've done it. I negotiated my way out of a job and then, um, started working for myself. And there's a lot to that and a lot that we haven't even talked about yet. And I think the reason we haven't talked about it as much is because until you sit down and actually look at look at something critically from an outside point of view, like we had the opportunity to do last week. 
um, you might not recognize it because what's the the physics? An object in motion will stay in motion mm-hmm. until something causes it to stop. Yeah. The object that was in motion was the upside as we have always done it. So we just had to kind of jolt it a little bit. So you're going to hear a lot more about Callie's story and Callie's perspective. I don't know that if we didn't talk about this right here, it would be super obvious. Obvious. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to say because especially to the people who have been listening to us for years and years and years and years and years and years, and years for years and years and years and years to the people who've been here since the beginning. Thank you for your loyalty and your support throughout the years, number one. But number two, we just want you to know that that this show is still a priority for us, even though admittedly in 2022, it was hard to focus on it mm-hmm. because we had a lot going on. Yeah. Um, but it's so important that we deliver you an authentic, quality, thoughtful, thought-provoking, engaging show. And that's, and we're starting to make those adjustments. And being really, really transparent, the goal is to make subtle adjustments over the next few weeks. I would say months, probably. Well, the goal is for August 8th, 2023, our four-year anniversary, for the show to be fully reflective of where we are in life right now. Yeah. Ellie has started becoming really, really interested in what's in my makeup bag. And recently she found the Sheer Strength Hydrating Lip Tint uh, by Thrive Cosmetics. And she put it not only on her lips, but on her cheeks. And she really was so proud of the way that she looked. And I'm not stressed about it because I know that my Thrive Cosmetics products don't have a bunch of junk in them. So I'm not like running to wipe off her face and, oh my gosh, why did you put that on your perfect little face? And it was really cute. Now I like the sheer strength tint because it hydrates your lips with a little bit of tint. That's not overkill because I don't really wear lipstick and it applies evenly. It lasts up to six hours. You don't need a mirror to put it on. It is effortless. And there are six tents to choose from. It's lightweight, balmy, non-sticky, and will help make your lips smoother. Cause is in the name for a reason. And this is what I love so much. As part of their mission, every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive, such as those battling domestic abuse, homelessness, cancer, and more. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash upside. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash upside for 20% off your order. We've been talking about Ellie's Hatch, the noisemaker slash nightlight slash sleep magician that we have in her room for a few weeks now on the show because now they have the Hatch Rest second generation uh, with even more features than the first. So we've been talking about it. We've been promoting it. We've forgotten to mention the most obvious selling point of this noisemaker. And it's the fact that our studio is right next door to Ellie's room. And we have recorded episodes of this podcast during her naps after she's gone to bed, even when she's in there awake, but by herself, because the white noise of the noisemaker is blocks out all the other distractions that are going on. But in addition, we can adjust the volume of that from 
in here using an app on our phone, which means if we'll be recording or, or we'll be doing something louder, we can turn the volume up and let her sleep a little bit longer. Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners up to 15% off their purchase of a Hatch Rest second gen and free shipping. You got to go to hatch.co slash upside. If you're ready for improved sleep for your kids and for the whole family, go to hatch.co slash upside to get up to 15% off and free shipping. That's hatch.co slash upside. Little Spoon is a company that has been in our life since we've had an Ellie in our life. It's a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snack time for your baby, toddler, and big kid delivered right to your door. It makes mealtime super easy, tasty, healthy, and it saves so much time. And I don't have to put any thought into it, which is honestly my favorite part. So they have lots of different things to choose from. Ellie started with the baby blends, which is fresh organic baby food from single ingredients. And she absolutely loved it. And then you can transition to biteables, which are like early finger food meals. And now we're in plates with Ellie, which are the toddler and big kid meals. They don't have any junk in them. She loves the hidden veggie mac and cheese. They also have like chicken nuggets, but they're all healthy with great ingredients. So you don't have to worry that they're full of junk and you can be proud of what you're giving your kids. Let's talk about the convenience. It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in your fridge and your freezer. You can pick the menu and change up what you order every time. Make this year's chaos a little more manageable with time-saving, delicious, and healthy meals and snacks your kids will love. Go to littlespoon.com upside30 and enter our code upside30 at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's L-I-T-T-L-E. S-P-O-O-N dot com slash upside 30 and enter our code upside 30 for 30% off at checkout. I love a good marketing idea, a good creative strategy, attention getting strategy. I'm a fan of it. Brilliant ideas. Brilliant ideas. The Allstate Mayhem commercials. Genius. Loved them. Yeah. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I would like to... Give a shout out, if you will, to the CEO and founder of Bumble. Her name is Whitney Wolf Hurd. I saw her tell a story about a marketing strategy for Bumble that was brilliant. It was in, she said it was in the first, definitely in the first year of the company's existence. Mm-hmm. There, if you don't know, Bumble is a dating app. I, I, think it came along shortly after Tinder did. And there was something about it that gave it more credibility, made it more legit. Tinder was kind of just a hookup, whatever app. And Bumble was more, Bumble was more legit. Like let's find somebody to date for real. Yeah. If I remember correctly. So obviously a big target audience for them were college students. Mm Mm-hmm. So they did two things on college campuses simultaneously. Uh, The first, and this is actually, I think, the more brilliant of the two. They made signs that looked like they were created by the the college Mm -hmm. that had, you know, the no smoking red circle with the line through it? Yeah. They had the Facebook logo, the Instagram logo, the Snapchat logo 
and the Bumble logo. And they put a red slash through every one. And they hung them up outside of all the big lecture halls on college campuses. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew who Bumble was or what Bumble was. But the psychology of that is if they're next to Facebook, well, people must know about it. I must be right. the only one that does How it. How am I the only one? If if it is so important that our college is banning it right. in this lecture hall, along with these other super popular social media platforms, what is Bumble? So they look it up and they, if they're single and they're interested, they join. Brilliant. So brilliant. I love that. At the same time, they did that. Well, I think a few weeks later, they did that. They hired people on college campuses to go into classroom, large classrooms 15 minutes after the class started wearing a Bumble t-shirt. Genius. Walk in, make a little chaos, you know, not, not quietly slip in, but make sure. So people are looking at you. People look, they sit down and then. After five minutes, they stand up and apologize saying, I'm in the wrong classroom. And they leave. They don't say anything about Bumble. They don't promote Bumble. They don't do anything. But they're wearing a Bumble t-shirt. So now, if you've seen that sign and now you're seeing the t-shirt, you're, now you're completely convinced that you're the only one on the planet who doesn't know. This is a Jeff Dollar level idea. Oh my gosh. Here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing is that wishing happiness for others and genuinely meaning it makes people feel happier themselves. That is according to research. Instead of focusing inwards, sending loving kindness outwards can work magic. People who did this for 12 minutes felt happier than those who concentrated on how they were better than other people. And it reduced anxiety and boosted your empathy. I saw some some suggestion on TikTok or Instagram or somewhere. It was so simple. That makes so much sense that I would I may try to implement it in my own life. What, being nice? The minute you <laughs> think something really nice about someone, tell them. Yes. So when you're sitting around and you're you know by yourself or, or just hanging out with your family and something pops into your head or a coworker comes up in conversation who went above and beyond or the crossing guard who is always working carpool line at your kid's school, who always goes out of their way to say hi to your kid or whatever it is. The minute something pops into your head that is kind and wholehearted and loving, reach out to that person and tell them. Because if you... Have you seen that episode um, of Friends? You may not, but my friends lovers will get this. Uh, where Phoebe says that there's no unselfish good deed because it makes you feel good. Right. There That's, literally is no unselfish good deed. She she is right about that. That's an accurate statement. Yeah. But then be selfish and do it because it's there's just something different about that message arriving at 7.45 p.m. Mm-hmm. as opposed to the next day when you're, you know, see the guy in carpool line and you, you're yelling out your window. My family thinks you're really nice. Like, okay, great. Yeah. I uh, emailed some Upside listeners. They did, I took a call with them because they were thinking about making some improvements to their podcast. And they're like, Kelly, we know that you always talk to Jeff, talk about how Jeff does consulting, but 
like you should do this. So when I launched our consulting thing, like at the end of last week, I emailed them to say, Hey, I just want to let you know that I did this because I know it was just like one sentence that you said to me and y'all probably didn't think about it at the time, but it kind of got things going for me. So thank you for telling me that. It really made a difference to me. And did you give them some free consulting? No, but they already got my free consult because I already talked to them on the phone. Oh, got it. Okay, understood. Uh, all right, your second random thing. So it's their fault that everybody else has to pay for it. Now. Yes, you can got blame it. them. All right, your second random thing is men do not have as many friends as they used to. Only 27% of men say that they have at least six close friends. Does this make you feel better? Although I feel like six is high. I think so, but I, you know, I've always been a small friend group person, but if you are- Jeff's a lone wolf. I'm a lone wolf. But if you're social, if you're the type of person who plays basketball with your buddies or rides a bike or poker or- smoke cigars, you know, with a group of dudes, <laughs> like, you know, those dude things. Yeah. Um, then your, your group would be bigger. Yeah. I just don't do a lot of group activities. So I think six <laughs> is a good, I think six is a good number, but, uh, uh, some studies are saying that there is a friendship recession for men that's actually having an effect on their health and happiness because, uh, declining involvement in civic and religious organizations. So, you know, what, what is what's a civic organization like the the you know Kiwanis Club type thing? Is that a civic okay. organization? I, yeah, I don't really know though. And then, or religious and, and religious, so fewer people are going to church. Lower marriage rates um, and changes in the workplace, such as work remote, are creating more opportunities or missed opportunities for men to develop friendships with other men because you. Know, I don't know. Guys just don't wander up to each other in Publix. <laughs> you want to hang out? So if you are a man or if your man has fewer friends than he used to, he is not alone. He is he is not lonely in his loneliness. He is not lonely in his lone wolf status. And your third random thing for today is that bosses who are in over their heads are more likely to be bullies. That's because feelings of inadequacy trigger people to lash out at those around them. This is research from UC Berkeley and University of Southern California. More than one third of American workers report that their bosses have sabotaged, yelled at, or belittled them. Have you ever had a bully boss? I have Um, for sure. I don't know that uh, bully boss, no, but I've definitely worked for people who were treating other people poorly because they were treated poorly. Yeah, but that, I don't think anybody was a. I don't, I don't think anybody was an on paper bully. Oh, okay, I take that back. Yeah, I used to. Work- I just didn't consider him a boss. Oh, okay. Well, but he was a co-worker. Yeah. But he, he treated everyone poorly. Yeah. <laughs> Those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Pass Cast. Peace to you. Hey, Callie and Jeff. It's Mary in Kennesaw. I just paused the start of today's show that your numbers were good and your blood work is good. And I'm just so happy for you. And I'm so excited for you. And I'm praying for a little baby. And congratulations. Love you guys. Hey guys, I think the word you're looking for is division. You've created a consulting division for the 1022 project. 
Bye. Hey, guys. It's Liz. Thank you so much for the update on the HMPV. I think that is totally what my two daughters had. And then I think what my husband is fighting right now. And the cough kept going, and my husband was like, I think we should go to the doctor. And I was like, we're not going to the doctor and spending the money because of X, Y, and Z. There's probably nothing they can do about it. It's just a virus. Now we know what it is. Thanks so much. Glad you're back. Bye. I just wanted to say, uh, number one, welcome back after your break. We missed you. And then also, congrats on baby number two. I'm so excited for you guys, and I will continue to send all the prayers, all the vibes, um, and yes, I'm just so excited for your family. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. I actually wanted to call about, you know, we've been talking about grass. Um, there is a company called Sunday, like the day of the week, that you actually answer questions. You put in your address, and it analyzes, it knows the soil in the different areas, and they can send you all the things that you need for your grass after answering certain questions. Like, we have three dogs, so obviously it's a higher traffic area, and kind of what you're wanting to accomplish with their, your lawn, and then they'll send you all the products that you need to do the lawn yourself instead of hiring a company. So this might be something that y'all might want to look into. Love the show. And congratulations. I am so excited for the two of you. I just heard the news about you being pregnant. And that is wonderful. And I know that great things are coming. Bye. Stop waiting. You don't need a book. You don't need a coach. You don't need a degree. You don't need a mentor. You don't need a supplement. You don't need a vacation. You don't need a backup plan. You just need to start.